Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. Hello, I'm Ray with a new Sunday podcast episode. I hope you're all keeping well. And those of you in Britain, I hope hope you're enjoying the British summer. Where are we now? It's the 9th of June. I don't know what day is that, Thursday, 9th of June. And the time is 8.30 in the morning. There was, this morning, I've had breakfast outside on the patio, don't you know, as one does. (laughs) It was lovely. Beautiful sunshine, not a breath of wind. Absolutely lovely. You've guessed it. The wind's got up. This is only, what, an hour or two ago I was sitting out there. The wind's got up. Clouds are coming over. Black clouds to the north. Here we go again. That's a record, isn't it? Here we go again. (laughs) I don't know. Welcome to the great British summertime. Now... Raise rants at protonmail.com. If you want to email me and complain or moan or rant or whatever you want to do, raise rants at protonmail.com. Now, I mentioned during the midweek message that Duncan had emailed me. One or two others have as, as well since then. And Duncan was talking about politics. Now, I'm not going into politics. I don't do politics, okay, on the podcast. But he's got an interesting little tale to tell, if you like. Now, I've got to read it from his email, so I will i won't ad lib as such, but I'll kind of add bits. <laughs> oh, what was that? No, I forget what it was that uh, Suzanne said about not... Uh, was it unreliable narrator? No, I'm a perfectly reliable narrator. OK, Duncan said that he had... A, this is a few weeks ago. They had a barbecue, and he invited a few neighbours, a few friends and some family... It was lovely weather, took advantage of it, invited a few people around. Now, Mr. X, we're going to call him apparently, Mr. X is a friend of Duncan's. And he turned up at the barbie and everyone's having a great time. But Duncan overheard Mr. X talking to one of his neighbours saying, oh, did you vote to leave or to stay in the EU? And the neighbour looked a bit uncomfortable, obviously didn't really want to talk about it. So Duncan intervened and changed the subject. A little bit later, he overheard Mr X talking to someone else about Remainers and Brexiteers and Boris Johnson and Keir Starmer. Duncan didn't like this and he could see that this neighbour of his that Mr X had collared, he didn't like it either. You could see he was uncomfortable. So again, Duncan intervened. But as there were quite a few people at this barbecue, he couldn't keep following Mr X around and to make sure he was behaving himself. So that was that. The barbecue went fairly well. Everyone was happy. They'd had plenty to eat and drink. That was that. A couple of days later, one of Duncan's neighbours happened to see him in the street and said, ah, I didn't realise that you'd voted to leave the EU. Didn't realise you were a Brexiteer. And Duncan said, what do you mean? He knew, obviously, Mr X had been blabbing. He said, what do you mean? I, I have never told anyone how I voted in the referendum. Oh, well, your your friend, he said that you were a Brexiteer. I thought you were a Remainer. And Duncan just said, no, he's totally wrong. He said, no one knows how I voted. Duncan was understandably a little bit annoyed. Some time later, Duncan was chatting to another neighbour who said to him, I always thought you voted Labour. I didn't know you were a Tory. And Duncan said, what do you mean? No one knows how, who I vote for, you know? No one knows. I've never told anyone. Where'd you get that from? Knowing full well it was Mr X. And now Duncan was understandably very annoyed with Mr X. He's now cut Mr X off, as he put it. He's cut him off. Cut him off in his prime. Future barbecues, gatherings, whatever, Mr X will not be attending. (laughs) But Duncan is saying that 
all his neighbours and friends, they never discuss politics. They never discuss the EU, Brexit, Remainers, Remoners and all that business. Doesn't want to know. The neighbours, he says, get together quite often for a barbie or a, a few beers or whatever. And they just have a chat. Politics, as he says, is divisive. You start banging on about this or that if you're an opinionated type person. It causes divisions. And he says now he feels a little bit uncomfortable with one or two of the neighbours. And he said to top it all, which again really annoyed him, very, very jokingly, just in, in fun, one of the neighbours shouted out, Morning, Boris. And Duncan, again, understandably, is just really, really, uh, I won't say that word, fed up with it all. They do say, don't they, never discuss politics or religion with people, causes trouble. And of course, the thing is, after a few drinks, I mean, Duncan doesn't mention any trouble at the barbecue, but you've got to be a little bit careful because after a few drinks, some people might get a little bit uh, physical. <laughs> That's another record, isn't it? Let's get physical. So you do have to be careful. And I think respect other people's views and opinion. If they don't want to tell you, then leave it at that. And if they have said, uh, oh, well, I voted so-and-so, actually, then you don't go telling other people. So I do agree with Duncan on that. But there we are, whatever. Whatevs, as they say these days, whatevs. I've obviously got my political views and uh, my views on the EU and the rest of it. But I don't go telling people. I don't discuss it. Trisha doesn't either. You know, my wife, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't discuss it with anyone. She, we don't even talk about it together. She won't, she won't discuss it with me. I don't want to discuss it. As Duncan says, all this began ages ago. Uh, by that, I presumably he means a few years ago, with, as I've said, the radio, the TV, whatever you turn it on, it's Brexit this, Remainers that, it's Johnson and Starmer said this and so-and-so said that, Angela Rayner did this, oh dear. It really does go on and people have had enough of it. Another email here from, well, where is it, from Mary. Hello, Mary. She says, yes, it is important, the party gate thing, it shouldn't have happened. That is important. While people couldn't visit their loved ones in the hospital and wherever, and they were having a party or whatever they were doing. You know, don't quote me on this, having bits of cake or whatever they were doing. And apparently the other lot were having, uh, what was it, curry and beer or something. She says they shouldn't do that. But what is it, six months ago now? What do we do? You know, We can't keep on and on about it. But thank you, Duncan, for your... Uh, your little tale there. That's interesting because it just shows that people, especially at a gathering, you're having a barbecue or, well, as recently, the street parties people had. You don't want anyone banging on about politics, do you? And the European Union. You know, you're celebrating the Queen, the 70 years, the Platinum Jubilee. You don't want someone banging on about Boris Johnson or Keir Starmer. Good grief, stun the crows. I've had several other emails since I put out the, the midweek message on Wednesday mentioning this and people all seem to be in agreement basically that uh, they've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. So what should we go on to next? I've had more street party emails, people saying what a fantastic time they had. There's one from, there's one from Henrietta. That's a lovely name, Henrietta. She says it, I can't <laughs> Can't say that. I'm going to change that word, Henrietta, to poured. Okay, it still begins with a P. It poured. 
Hang on, newsflash. It poured with rain, she says. All day it poured with rain. She doesn't say where she is. The newsflash, here we are. Why are fuel prices rising so fast in the UK and motorists paying too much? I've no idea why. No doubt we'll find out. Something's going wrong. Food prices are rocketing, apparently. I know that, uh, what was it they were saying? Our fish and chip shops here in Britain are being hit. The reason is interesting. The reason is they do the fish in batter. You know, they chuck the fish in batter, then throw it in the hot oil. The batter is made from flour. The wheat to make the flour comes from Ukraine. So that is in short supply, obviously. Apparently, now I don't quote me on this again, but Russia controls something percent of the fish. 42% was it available. So there's a shortage of fish. Now the fish and chip shops, without the fish and without the batter, well, they're just chip shops, aren't they? So they're, you know, it's a problem. Strange noises going on in the street. Not dustman day, is it? So yeah, it is a problem. The same with bread. I mean, bread obviously needs flour to make it. So you get this sort of knock-on effect, don't you? This domino effect, as they call it, because something happens there, this happens here, that happens over there, then you end up in whatever situation. But I don't know why the petrol's going up everywhere. So back to Henrietta, says it uh, poured down. I must get that, mustn't read her words. Poured down or all day, Henrietta. We can't use the other word. She says, but no matter, what they did was someone had a huge garage which they had recently cleared out. So everyone moved into there. And she said it was fantastic. They set up lights and disco equipment in, in this garage, which they had all out in, in the street or were going to have in the street. So they had a, a what she calls a, a garage rave. I like that, a garage rave. Do you know, there's something I've always wanted to do. Even now I'm in my 70s, I would still love to do it. It's a bit naughty, but I'd like to go to one of these illegal raves. You know, with the music and the lights flashing. <laughs> Can you imagine me there? Some old bloke in his 70s. The youngsters would be looking around thinking, what's that? What's he doing here? <laughs> he should be at home in bed. I'd love to, though. I'd love to go to one of those. I know they're illegal or perhaps a legal one. Do they have legal raves? I don't know. There was one up at the Downs here many, many years ago. I remember, what was I doing? I don't know. I was up the downs for some reason, probably something untoward. And I could hear this music drifting through the air. Thump, 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 and the music. And I could see in a field, quite some way away from me, a load of people with lights and all sorts of stuff going on. They had a generator. They were having a rave. And I decided that it might be an idea if I go and join them. I was on my own. Or was I? I can't, I probably had a girl with me. You know what I was like in those days. By the time I'd got close to the rave, the police had turned up and people were all running away, so I ran away. <laughs> I didn't actually get to it, which was a shame. Actually, it's a good job I didn't get nabbed by the police because I wasn't there, I wasn't at the rave. You know, I had, uh, I suppose I was loitering with intent. That's a good one, isn't it? Loitering with intent. Thanks for all your street party emails. Great fun reading them. I won't read them all out, but uh, basically everyone had a great time, which is good. I think that's what uh, what Britain needed, a bit of an uplift. That's why, I, understandably, as I said, Duncan was so annoyed. Everyone's trying to have a good time, get away from all the, the rubbish going on and all the, the doom and gloom. We're doomed. Dad's army. I like. Do you like Dad's army? But all the doom and gloom, you know, people have had enough of it. What we need now is some good news, some decent summer weather, 
and a few more barbecues. I am off today, later this evening, in fact. I'm off to a 50th wedding anniversary. How about that? Tricia and I are going 50 years married. <laughs> That's a long time. That's more than I've done. Good grief. So that'll be good, hopefully. It's going to be outside, and I believe there's a, a barbecue-type setup. If it does pour with rain, uh, which, again, looking over the South Downs now, I'm looking to the north over the Downs, it's now black. It was totally blue earlier. If it does pour with rain, which it looks like it's going to, apparently everyone could go inside. There's a, a big hall place. So, yeah, that'll be good fun. Got to be there at six o'clock. I'm normally in bed by half seven, but uh, I'll stay for an hour or so. <laughs> no, 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 we'll, we'll stay for the evening. I'm quite looking forward to that. Funny day to have it, though. I mean, today is the anniversary day, but Thursday, bit of a strange day, because tomorrow people have to go to work. So they might have hangovers. Well, it serves them right for drinking too much. Geraldine, hello, Geraldine, says, can you sort your squeaky chair out? I listen to your podcast episodes through headphones. And I can hear your chair. It's really loud. I know. Sorry, I have. I've squirted it with WD-40. And it sort of cured it. But every now and then it does make an odd noise. <laughs> Perhaps I'm too heavy. I'm still losing weight. I've still, what is it, nine pounds in weight I've lost. Oh, that's another thing. Have you heard about the, you know, we're all decimal now. and Well, not decimal. What do you call it? Metric. Weights and measures, you know, kilos, grams, all that stuff and metres and centimetres and millimetres and all the other things that go with it. People are now, is it the government now or someone saying that we might have the option now that we're out of the EU, and don't worry, I'm not going to bang on about the EU. Now we're out of the EU, we can, if we want, go back to yards, feet and inches and pounds and ounces and whatever it was. There's fluid ounces, wasn't there? What's smaller than an ounce? I think it was 16 ounces in a pound. 14 pounds in a stone and the rest of it I forget what's a hundred weight was that 112 pounds it's all rather odd isn't it none of it makes any sense so yes I think we're going back to that or no we're not going back to that but people will have if they want they will have the choice so a shop can sell his carrots again you know two and well not two and sixpence halfpenny, <laughs> whatever you know 29 pence a pound or something like that it doesn't have to be 29 pence for whatever grams or kilos. So I don't know. But of course, in America, you have imperial, don't you? You've got gallons. I mean, we had gallons here. I, I must admit, I can't get used to the litres. How many miles does your car do to the litre? I can't get into that. I'm still a gallon person. So many miles to the gallon, which was eight pints, wasn't it? I don't know how many litres that is. Anyway, it's going to be even more confusing if we've got some people on the old weights and measures other people on the new one the metric is <laughs> it's going to be totally confusing especially for old fools like me <laughs> I don't care long as they know what I'm talking about when I walk into a pub and say I'll have a pint of best bitter please landlord long as they know what I'm talking about that's fine talking to my brother-in-law last night popped round to see him and my sister and I said to him, we, we don't go to pubs anymore. It's all too expensive. It's not that we can't afford it. It's just that I don't want to throw away money. I was talking, wasn't I, recently about um, London. Pint of lager or beer or whatever it is. £10 in some places for a pint. Good grief, you can't do that. Anyway, there we are. I wonder whether people do any home brewing these days. I used to. I used to brew beer. I think, uh, I think it upset my mother because... 
I had all these bottles of beer and it was fermenting in the bottles. So you bang the tops on and you put them in the airing cupboard. You know what an airing cupboard is? I do have airing cupboards in America and Australia. Probably not. Not in Australia, it's too hot. Basically, it's where your hot water tank is. It's a cupboard with a hot water tank in it. And you put your clothes in there if they're a little bit damp. You've got them in from the washing line. They're a little bit damp. You put them in the airing cupboard and it's nice and warm in there. It's also a good place to put fermenting beer. in. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Fermenting beer in bottles. So you put them all in there and what happens? They explode. And they did. They exploded. There is beer and broken glass all over my mum's clean washing in the airing cupboard. All over the walls. There's beer splattered all over the floor. Dear me, did I get into trouble? There were a few bottles that hadn't exploded. And I thought, well, that'd be right. I'll try one of those. I carefully opened one. And it tasted kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Disgusting. So a friend of mine was having a party. I only had half a dozen bottles, I think, that were left. The rest had broken. They'd blown up. So I took these beers to a party and I did warn people in the kitchen. That's another record, isn't it? You'll always find me in the kitchen at parties. People did that. They all gathered in the kitchen, didn't they? So I said to people, look, these are homebrew beers, okay, at, you know, at your risk, on your head be it, if you drink them, be careful. They're probably... It's, 100% alcohol by volume or something dreadful. Uh, that's if they don't kill you. And one or two people really like them. And they said, well, can you do some more? Can you brew some more like that? And I said, well, I would, but uh, my mother's banned me from the <laughs> using the airing cupboard. I remember a friend of mine, what do you do with wine? He made wine. You don't brew it, do you, or distill it? How, how do you, you tread on the grapes, don't you? <laughs> He made wine. Now, I don't like wine. I'm not a wine person at all. It gives me a headache and I don't like the taste of it. But this wine he made, apparently it was really good. A lot of people liked it. And he was, again, I think this is illegal. He was selling bottles of it to his friends. I don't know what, a couple of pounds a bottle or whatever. And he kept brewing this wine. He was always brewing. No, you don't brew wine, do you? Making wine. Every week he had a, a new batch of wine ready and he was selling it to people. I don't know what happened in the end, but I mean, you can't do that. You're not allowed to sell alcohol, are you? You're not allowed to grow and sell cannabis. But I did know someone. No, I won't go into that. He didn't sell it. He just grew it and he gave it away. But that is illegal. <laughs> I remember going into his greenhouse. Oh, the smell was wonderful in there. Just rub the leaves and just smell that on your fingers. Oh, really nice. He had a whole greenhouse full. <laughs> that's, oh, when was that now? Um, that's got to be 40 years ago. Must be 40 years ago. Happy days. They were happy days. Now, let's just go back for a minute because I've got another email here from Andrea. Hello, Andrea. And the, the whole politics thing, what it was all about is going back to the 50s and 60s. A lot of you have said to me, what was it like then? You didn't have the 24-hour news channels. You didn't have the 24-hour radio uh, sort of talk news and talk channels or uh, programmes. What was it like? Did people go on about politics all the time? No. I mean, in the 50s, I was a kid. I was a child. So I don't remember a great deal about people talking about politics. In the 60s, in my teens, there was... We had... What did we have? The news at six o'clock, I think, BBC on the television... We had the news at 10 on ITV. There weren't these 24-hour-a-day news programmes. I suppose that is why we didn't have the news in our face and politics in our face 
rammed down our throats 24 hours a day. It was different. Also, back then, there were no cameras or microphones in the House of Commons. We didn't have all the live debates and the Prime Minister's question time. We didn't have all that. Uh, again, rammed down our throats all the time. It, it just didn't exist. There was no social media. You didn't have Twitter and all the rest of it going on and on about politics all the time and the EU and Brexit and Remainers. None of it happened. I mean, well, there wasn't Brexit and Remainers then. If there was any trouble in uh, politics, like uh, the Profumo affair, was it Christine Keeler? Who remembers Christine Keeler? That was a bit naughty. Then it was in the newspapers. A lot of people bought newspapers then, of course. That's where you got your news from. And also on the, you know, the news bulletins on the radio and television. As I say, no 24-hour-a-day stuff rammed down your head. <laughs> but Christine Keeler and uh, was it uh, John Profumo? I can't remember. It was the 60s. That was a big story in politics. And had that been today, oh, we would have had it blasted at us not 24 hours a day, 36 hours a day, if that's possible. So things have changed. And of course, Prime Minister's question time now is more of a, a show. It's not secret cameras, sort of like a fly on the wall, having a look to see what's going on. The politicians, the MPs, know that they're on live television. They know they're on live radio. They know they've got cameras on them all the time. And they play up, to, well, not play up to that, but you know what I mean. They're aware of that. And it's more of a, a show than a, a serious, as it used to be. A, a, well, see, not secret, because there was always the public gallery, wasn't there? But you weren't allowed to take in cameras and recording equipment and things like that. So things have changed in politics very, very much. As I say, back in the 50s, in the 60s, 70s even it was all very very different the miners strike and remember all the in the 70s margaret thatcher the miners strike and all the was it arthur scargill the coal oh dear the blackouts the the three-day week electricity cuts all that business again that was all in the news but only on the news bulletins okay what's next let me find some more emails i might even make a cup of coffee hang on a minute I nearly forgot. Sorry, Barry, I've got your email here. You say that uh, going back, was it two or three years, Brexit split your family up. That's awful. I've heard of this before. Apparently, I won't go into details. He's put quite a lot of detail here, but I didn't relay all that. Apparently, half the family were Remain and the other half of the family were Brexit. And there are now, what's he say here? Where are we? Three members of the family on one side aren't talking to three members on the other side. So what a shame, the family. And he says these are not only you know, distant cousins or anything like that, brothers and sisters aren't speaking to each other. Isn't that awful? Because they disagree on uh, leaving the European Union. Yes, yeah, sorry, Barry, I, I've got so many emails here. I did have them in order. <laughs> but you know my organisation skills, near zero, isn't it? Zilch. So I'm just looking on my iPad here to see what's going on. There we are. I'm, I'm tracking Trisha. You know this um, find my friends thing? I've got her on there. She's popped over to see her mum. And I like to get as much of the podcast done as I can before she gets back. <laughs> because she's loud. I'm not divulging any secrets. Everyone knows Trisha's loud. Half the street here knows she's loud. And she is. I don't know why. Some people are softly spoken, aren't they? 
You can barely hear them. A friend of mine's like that on the radio that I talk to. I have to turn the volume up. I can hardly hear what he's saying. Whereas other people, you have to turn the volume down because they're blasting through. Trisha would be good on the stage. It Was it treading the boards? She'd be a good thespian. Be careful how I say that. She'd be a good thespian because she can project her voice. Talking of the theatre, well, the cinema, actually. My brother-in-law, when I saw him last night, he said, we're going to see some film or other, I forget what it was, at the cinema. Are you going to see it? I said, no, I hate the cinema. I do, I hate it. The theatre, oh, I just, it's just not me at all. I hate being closed in with people, people coughing and spluttering, there's COVID everywhere. I just hate the whole thing. You know, I like to have my own space. I don't like my space invaded. You know how some people, when you're chatting to them, they get very close, they get right up to you and you're kind of breathing in their breath. I don't like that. I like a, a distance between us. <laughs> I am strange. Well, he thinks I'm strange. Perhaps I am. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm strange. I'm just different. I suppose we're all different. We're all strange in our own way, aren't we, really? I've got to take the door off this, this room here of mine. I told you, didn't I, the carpet fitter, he left it where the, the carpet is higher than the door and the door won't shut. And he came back and he was mumbling and moaning. Anyway, if you want a job doing properly, do it yourself. I'm going to have to do that because I do like to close the door when I'm doing my recordings. I can't expect Tricia to be quiet all the time when I'm recording things, especially as she is such a loud person anyway. So closing the door would help. So I'm going to have to take it off its hinges, lug it downstairs into the garden and just uh, carve a bit off the bottom. Is that right? Carve a piece, saw a piece off the bottom. I've got a nice circular saw. <laughs> I'll probably take off two inches. There'll be a big gap under the door. No, no, no. Someone was showing me some photographs the other day, a friend of mine, from when we were in our teens. And there's one of my ex-girlfriends. I looked, I've got grief. I haven't seen her for, uh, I don't know, what should I say, 50 years. Must be more than 50 years. Honestly, the two of us, we went out together for three or four years, I suppose. And we could tell a, a tale or two between us. I did bump into her once in town. That was a long time ago. But to see her in that photograph, you know, brought back a lot of memories. Some good, some bad. <laughs> Mostly bad. Dreadful. The things we got up to in those days, I don't know. Anyway, I won't go on about that. We don't, we don't hear all about my ex-girlfriends, do we? People that you went out with years ago, decades ago, when you were in your teens, boyfriends, girlfriends, do you ever wonder what they're doing now? I, I do. I, I wonder what they're doing now. And I sometimes wonder when I think about them, do they ever think about me? Do they think, oh, good grief. I remember Ray back in the 60s. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dreadful memories, that bloke Ray. No, seriously, I do wonder whether they ever think of me and you know, other boyfriends they had. Because I, I often, I suppose in bed at night, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. You know what it's like. Well, you don't, but uh, I do, unfortunately. I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I start thinking. And I think, oh, I remember Janice. Oh, Janice, yeah. We did this and we did that. Oh, then there was Mary. Then there was Sue. Then there was so-and-so. It goes on and on. No, it doesn't. And I often wonder, do they ever think of me? I remember Ray. I don't know. That's interesting. Perhaps you could email me, Ray's Rants at protonmail.com tell me if you think back to the early days do you regret ever splitting up with someone i know someone now here's a story now i'm not going to tell his story but this chap 
went out with a girl in the teens, you know, many years ago, same age as me, in his teens, went out with a girl. They went out with each other for four or five years and they split up. She went on, married someone else. He went on, married someone else. All had kids, as you do, 2.4 children, mortgage, little twee life and all this stuff that people do. And, you know, he always regretted it. He's told me since. I wish I'd stayed with her. I'm not going to mention names. I wish I'd stayed with her. We call her Miss X. Now, that sounds bad, doesn't it? Miss X. He wished he'd stayed with her. And they bumped into each other once. And he went and admitted that to her. And she said the same to him. She said, I wish I'd stay with you. I don't know why they split up. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But they're both married. They, you know, they haven't left their partners and run off together, anything like that. They're both stuck with their partners and they're both married, got their grown-up kids now and grandchildren. But they do. They both, according to this friend of mine, they both look back and think, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have split up. I wonder how many of you are in that sort of situation where you look back and Oh dear, I made a dreadful mistake. <laughs> I don't know. Let me know, as I say, raise rants at protonmail.com. Be really interesting to know. Change names and stuff, you know, don't don't give me people's genuine names and addresses and phone numbers. <laughs> Change the name. Well, it's now the following day. It's Friday, and I went to the or Trish and I went to the 50th wedding anniversary party it was pretty good we didn't stay for the whole session I'm not good at that but uh, I met a friend there when I say a friend he used to be a friend I haven't seen him for around 50 years we were at tech together uh, electronics you know the city and guilds thing we did it was a five-year course oh that was boring but yes I met him there Chris a lovely chap and uh, well we talked about all sorts of course he hadn't met Trish and I hadn't met his uh, young lady. We've um, we had a lot to catch up on, so it was great meeting him. I think we're going to meet up again, perhaps have a beer and a good old chat. But it was really good. The, the whole do was really good. I think there were 70 or 80 people there. The food was lovely. Music was good, as always. I said the music was too loud. I think I must have very sensitive ears. I have. I know I have. Probably living with Trisha for so long. No, I should be deaf living with Trish. I shouldn't. Luckily, she's not here at the moment. I shouldn't say that, should I? But I've had another email uh, this morning from, now we're at Charles. Hello, Charles. Nice to hear from you. He says, talking about politics as I was back in the midweek message, he said that he's got a, a friend and he is really a, a divisive sort of chap in as much as uh, politics are concerned. He said this chap turned up at the pub yeah, they all meet once a week and he turned up one week and he was going around asking people, oh, did you vote to leave the EU or did you vote to remain? Because people didn't want to discuss it. And there was this large chap, apparently, that wasn't part of their group. He came over and he said, uh, yeah, I voted to remain. Why? <laughs> and uh, this this chap said, oh, oh I'm just, uh, just asking people. And anyway, it, it almost ended up with a fight. Charles says that, uh, you know, him and a few of the others calmed it all down. But uh, it can be very, uh, it's a divisive thing, isn't it? I mean, that, that's a new word. Well, not new, but it's come into vogue, hasn't it? It's come into fashion recently, divisive. I remember another chap is since passed away, bless him. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, there were cars, Vauxhall, Ford, uh, BMC, which, what was that, British Motor Corporation, was it? The Roots Group, various cars. The main two were Ford, this is in the in Britain, 
Ford and Vauxhall. And this chap, one of our group, he came in to the pub one night and he said, I've got my new car, it was a second-hand car. It's a, a Vauxhall whatever, I think it was a Vauxhall Viva. We all went out and had a look. And one of the group, this chap, that he, he was always moaning. He said, oh no, you haven't bought a Vauxhall. He was a Ford man, apparently. That's what he used to call himself. Oh, I'm a Ford man. And he went on about this chap's car. It was a lovely car, this Vauxhall. It was nice. It was a good price. I'm sure it was a Vauxhall Viva. And this other chap was saying, oh, Vauxhall, they're rust buckets. You know, you should have got Ford. You don't want a rust bucket. Vauxhalls back in the early days, the big old Vauxhall Cresta, they did rust. They were known to rust. I mean, it's different these days, isn't it? Well, most of them, <laughs> most of the car these days is plastic, grey plastic. But he was really not being, verge on being nasty about this chap's car that uh, you know, he was pleased with it. He, he was showing us, he was pleased with it. And there's this chap, oh, Vauxhall, a load of rubbish that is. It's a shame that people have to be like that. I, I know someone, actually, I know someone, uh, I won't mention names, but uh, he's very much like that. He will say in front of people, in front of people he doesn't know, you know, we have a bit of a gathering or in the pub. He will say in front of people, I don't go to pubs now, but in the old days when I used to go into the pub, there'd be a group of us. And he'd walk in and he'd say, oh, that Boris Johnson is an idiot. And of course, some people like Boris Johnson. Some people voted for him. I know a lot of people don't like him, but you don't go into a pub and start shouting your mouth off with things like that. That could actually, that could only have been, what, two or three years ago, I think, because Boris hasn't been in that long. I must have been in some pub. Oh, I remember, yeah, there were a group of us, someone's birthday, I think. This other chap, he started, look, we didn't know. He started shouting back, yeah, well, Keir Starmer's a, like, well, I won't mention the word. And that almost led to a punch-up. Again, it's awful. It's, I don't know why people can't, I mean, we've obviously all got different political views uh, which is great because that's what makes you know, a country a democracy. But to go into a pub shouting your mouth off about it all, I don't know. <laughs> Not a good idea. I keep my views to myself. Chap I knew once, he was on a train coming back from somewhere and there were a load of uh, football fans on the train. This is going back, this must have been the 70s, load of football fans on the train. They'd all been drinking. And one of them went over to this friend of mine. This, this is what he was telling me and said, uh, which team do you support? Now, he didn't support a team. He didn't even know there was a football match on. You know, he wasn't into football. He was just coming home on the train. And this chap, he said to me, looked like a little bit of a thug, and uh, he'd been drinking. So this friend of mine, he didn't know which teams were playing. Luckily, a chap behind this, well, let's call him Mr. Thug, he was waving a scarf with the, the football club's name on it, you know, they have their scarves. So he said, oh, uh, I support whatever team it was. And this chap said, oh, that's all right then, mate, in it, or what sort of thing. So that he said that was lucky. Had he got the wrong team or said he didn't want to answer, you know, he'd have probably been in trouble. So, <laughs> so even if you are keeping yourself to yourself and you're totally innocent, you can still get into trouble if you're not careful. I don't go on trains anymore. You, you must be thinking, I don't go on planes anymore. I don't like buses because people are all coughing and spluttering over each other. I don't like trains. It's not that I don't like planes. I love aeroplanes. I don't like airports. They are a nightmare. Airports are a nightmare. You get that. I mean, especially now. Is it easy? Jet have cancelled hundreds of flights and 
What are British Airways doing? Oh, is it British Airways that are now, they're not saying good morning or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard this flight to so-and-so. They're not saying ladies and gentlemen because it offends people. They're saying, I don't, I don't know what they're saying, good afternoon, people, I suppose. <laughs> what do you mean people? I'm not a person. I'm identifying as a horse. <laughs> yeah, good afternoon, people and horses. Welcome aboard this flight to wherever. It's a funny old world, isn't it? You've got to laugh. The trouble is, some of it is getting a little bit out of hand and it's not funny. I've seen, uh, here we go again, you're thinking, he's been on Twitter again. I have. There was a girl, I don't know what she was doing, just in a shop and two or three people just set upon her and beat her up. I don't know what she'd done. I don't think she'd done anything. She was just browsing in this shop. I think they just, for whatever reason, took a, a dislike to her and that was that. She was unconscious when they finally, well, they wrecked half the shop before they left, but she was unconscious. I don't know what was going on there. There was no real explanation as to what had happened or, or why. I suppose there is no why, is there? So that's that. A friend of mine's gone down to, where's he gone down to? Paynton in Devon. Now, I looked that up on the map. I haven't said that for a while, have I? Just near Torquay, I believe. Lovely down there, the West Country. Uh, Seaton. Beer, that's a good name for a town. Uh, is it a village or a town? Where do you live? Beer. Oh, yes, please. I'll have a, no, not a pint. I'll have a litre. <laughs> Want to come out for a couple of litres? It's daft, isn't it? I remember, do you remember the, I think they're still going, the monster raving loony party. <laughs> they were screaming Lord Such began that, didn't he? I think he's passed away now. And I remember someone asking me, this is ages ago, years ago in a pub, I think it was general election time and uh, it was on the TV and the news headlines on the radio. And this chap, who do you vote for then or what type of guy, you know? <laughs> and uh, I just said, oh, uh, the monster raving loony party. You know, I just said that because I wasn't going to say who I'd voted for. I wasn't sure what he was, Labour or Conservative or was it Lib Dems or whatever they were back then. Anyway, I said, oh, monster raving loony party. I think they're still going, aren't they? There still is one. And he said, oh, that's all right then. And he walked off. <laughs> but I thought that could have been trouble. You see, innocently standing in a pub. I know I was innocent. I was standing in a pub and some bloke comes over to you and starts asking you about politics. It's a, It can be a bit orcs. I've never been involved in fights and punch-ups in pubs. Well, I used to go to the pub quite a lot back in the you know the very early days, sort of uh, misspent youth. I don't think I ever saw a fight. There were one or two, uh, was it altercations, I suppose, but there were no no punch ups that I saw. You'd hear of various things happening, and the various nightclubs I went to, there were no punch ups. One or two arguments, and people walked out, stuff like that, but uh, nothing worse than that. We don't want all that sort of thing going on. You go out for a quiet drink with your wife, girlfriend, or go out with a few lads just to enjoy the evening. Walked into one pub in town once with a friend of mine and the chap behind the bar came out, presumably the landlord. He just said, not tonight, lads. And we stopped. We're looking round at what, us? He said, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, not tonight. Sorry, off you go. And we turned round and walked off. We didn't know what had happened. We reckon he mistook us for someone else. The cops one night, we'd uh, been in a pub. We were going round to, a, we used to meet in the pub. Then go round to the nightclub, which was a couple of blocks away. And the cop car pulled up. These two coppers got out. 
huddled the three of us into a shop doorway. Uh, where are you two going? Uh, where are you lads off to? We said, well, we're, we're, uh, we've just been to the, the pub. We're now going to the, the, the club. And uh, yeah, there, were, there were three of us, I believe, yeah. That's right. And he said, uh, one of the cops said, oh, it's just that there are, was it two or three lads uh, in the area that have done something and we're, we're just checking. Uh, you know, off you go, that's okay. I don't know what had happened, but um, we, that was uh, not mistaken identity. I think they were just checking any lads that were walking around at that time. But uh, that was funny. I met a girl in, uh, in this club. It's the same club. And she said, uh, do you want to come back to my place? I said, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's a good idea. And she said, can you drive my car? She was quite drunk. She said, can you drive my car back? Uh, I'd only had a couple of beers because I had my car with me. And I said, well, OK. So she had an MG midget. Do you remember the MG midget? I'm quite tall and this car is quite short. <laughs> it was a tiny car. So I got in the driver's, or just about, I had to sit on the pavement, sort of slip it across into the driver's seat. And uh, I said, OK, where are we going? And she said, I live in Bogner. If you look on the map, here we go, look on the map again. I'm in Worthing, Bogner's miles. Well, it's half an hour drive. In America, you don't do distances. You don't say, how far is that? Oh, it's about 40 miles. You'll say, oh, it's about an hour, don't you? You, you do it by time. I suppose America's such a big place, isn't it? How far is it? Well, it's about 500 miles. You just say, oh, it's about four or five hour drive, which is, uh, which is different, isn't it? It's strange. Talking to my son the other day, because he lives in America. He's been there a few years now, America. And he was talking about the various differences between you there and here. It's, uh, it's quite interesting. I won't go into that because uh, I'll ramble on about that for hours, but uh, quite interesting. And of course, back to the imperial weights and measures and things, isn't it? One of the differences was uh, a faucet. In America, it's a faucet. And here it's a tap, as in a water tap, cold water tap, hot water tap. And there it's faucet. I wonder why that is. He was saying, you know, why do you think it's not tap in America? Well, I suppose, why isn't it faucet here? And there's the closet. Is that right? Oh, no, closet, because we have WC here. It used to be, you'd say, I'm just going to the WC, which was the water closet. Now, that's a British thing. I think, don't you have closet in America? I don't know. There's different pronunciation. We say anti, and Americans will say anti. Uh, was it so there are one or two others like that? Well, quite a few like that. That's just pronunciation. Because we've got the pavement. We walk on the pavement and Americans uh, on the sidewalk. I suppose sidewalk is a better description, isn't it? It's the side of the road and it's a, a walkway, the sidewalk. Whereas pavement, it doesn't really mean it's, it's a paved area. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Why am I rambling on about sidewalks and pavements? I've no idea. I've just been downstairs to the little fridge we've got in the utility room and grabbed myself a beer. Look, Hobgoblin, there we are. Gold beer, 4.2% by volume. Trisha's out with her friends. It's a girl's night. They've gone to a restaurant, which is only, what, 10 minutes walk from here. And I said to her, are we going to have a, a raise cab phone call? What happens sometimes? I get a phone call later on tonight. Is that raise cabs? <laughs> Can you pick six of us up? We've got a seven-seater car. Can you pick six of us up from the restaurant? And I've had... Right, where we all go? I've got six women in the car. All uh, had too much to drink. Right, where we go? We're going to that road first, right? She lives there. She lives... Oh, right, OK. I'm trying to work out a route in my head. I've got to go here. I've got to go there. 
It's great fun, though. I don't mind doing that. It's great fun. But tonight, as it's only around the corner, they've all got their own arrangements and uh, Trish is going to walk back. So I've got myself a hobgoblin. Cheers. Oh, before I forget, update on the tadpoles. They're still tadpoles. No legs growing out. I thought they'd be frogs by now. Or at least have, they have little back legs poking out, don't they? Isn't nature funny? I was watching Spring Watch the other day with, uh, was it Chris Packham and uh, Meg and... Um, I can't remember who else. Yolil, is it? The chap? Other chap, the Welsh chap. And quite amazing that the stuff, because the camera work these days, you know, you can get down with a camera lens to a, a, a very small insect and see it in a huge size. And they're quite weird. The things they do are strange. There was a hedgehog. I don't know why I'm mentioning this. It just came to mind. There was a hedgehog. Some birds nest on the ground. I forget what bird it was. And the parents had gone away to get food. And a hedgehog came along and ate the little ones, the little chicks. And they were saying it's not like hedgehogs to do that. They usually eat slugs and snails and other bits and pieces. But this, it, it just had a meal of these, was it two chicks? I forget what bird it was. And it was a shame because they'd had this camera on it, this kind of webcam thing. And they were watching, you know, they watched the eggs crack open and the, the chicks come out. They're following it every day as the chicks were growing. And now they've gone. So it's a, I don't know, it's a weird world, isn't it? The sun is streaming in here. I, my room faces north. I'm looking at the South Downs. And the sun has come right the way round to the west. And it is almost northwest of here now, which only ever happened. Well, of course, we're June, aren't we? Longest day is 21st of June, isn't it? So it really has come right the way round. We only see that for two or three weeks, I think, in the year, maybe a month where it comes right the way around. Of course, from the, well, what's the date now? It's the 10th, 21st of June. This is, <laughs> this is British summer for you. 21st of June is the, the longest day. So daylight about four o'clock in the morning and up to what, nine or 10 at night. That's the longest day. After the 21st of June, you'll hate me for this, the evenings start drawing in. The days get shorter. <laughs> It starts to get dark earlier. Winter is doom and gloom on the way. Seriously, it's strange, isn't it? I'm still waiting. Has summer officially started yet? I don't know. We've got the, the longest day in a week or two, couple of weeks' time, and yet summer hasn't started yet. Well, not in my mind. I can't see. It's blue sky at the moment, but there's wind out there. The temperature's about 16. I mean, that's not good. That's not summer. You can't have summer at 16 degrees, can you? I don't know, whatever. There are flags blowing away out there. Wind from the west. I've got to bring the flag in in a minute. So this has been a political... Well, no, it hasn't a political episode. It's been a little bit about politics. Don't want to get involved with politics. Just a, just one or two emails from you, which have been interesting to see what people think and their experiences. I know a chap... <laughs> I know a chap. He is uh, obsessed. He's only young, absolutely obsessed with politics. What is he? He's, um, I say he's only young. No, no, he's, uh, yeah, he's coming up to his 40th birthday, I believe. He's always on about how he wants to be a politician. I won't tell you what sort of politics he's into, but uh, goodness me, he's obsessed with it. He goes on and on and on. I, I think he'd, let me put it this way, I think he'd fit well in China. He'd probably go well in China if he lived there and gone into politics there, put it that way. I think when I was young, are more youngsters interested in politics these days than when I was young in the 50s and 60s? When I was a teenager, I wasn't at all interested in politics. 
I was interested in setting up pirate radio stations, building pirate radio transmitters, the pub, nightclubs and girls, which I thought, and I still think, that is a natural thing for a teenage lad to be interested in. You know, pirate radio, beer, pubs, nightclubs and girls. (laughs) Surely that's normal, isn't it? I had a, a normal teenage life. I don't know. What is normal? I've stopped talking of Twitter, which we weren't. I've stopped looking at Twitter. Also, I don't bother with the news channels anymore. I can't, I just can't be bothered with it, as I've said earlier. It's just all the same old stuff. And, uh, and you know, I have felt, in a way, I've felt better by not reading this and reading that. I've, I've cut, I still look at Twitter a little bit, but I've cut right down because um, you can become obsessed or not upset, hooked on it. I was looking at Twitter every, I don't know, every half hour. I have a quick look on Twitter. What's happening? What's the latest news? What's going on? And I realised it was getting too much, so I don't bother now. And I have to say that I think I feel better for it. It was all this rubbish on there. I mean, half the stuff people put on there is made up anyway. It's all <laughs> it's all rubbish. There we are. Look, we're coming up to 50 minutes, so I won't bore you anymore. Hope you've enjoyed the episode, and I hope I didn't bore you with politics. We certainly won't be delving into political things again. Do you buy a newspaper? Just one other thing. Someone the other day said, "What? Uh, which newspaper do you read? And I said, I don't. I don't buy newspapers. I wonder whether you still buy newspapers. I've heard that some of them are in trouble because their sales are right down, way down on what they used to be, probably because of the internet and so many different news channels now. But um, do you buy newspapers still? Just out of interest. You don't have to tell me which one. Of course, they're all, they all lean different. <laughs> they lean different ways, don't they? Well, one's left, one's right, one's something else. I, I can't keep up with it all. Email me if you do read papers, or even if you don't read papers, email me and just uh, just say hello. Raiserants at protonmail.com. I'm good. I haven't opened this beer yet. I said cheers. I haven't opened the tin yet, the can. I shall do that in a minute. Take care. I shall see you on Wednesday for the midweek message. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye for now.